0: Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. welcome everybody. It's Josh, Fusion Fantasy Football, on Twitter at FusionFFB. I have no idea how I'm ever going to introduce any of these. I just go... And words come out of my mouth, and I'm not even good at words. So this is all it is. All right, guys, it's week 11 next week tonight. I should probably hit the button. Welcome to next week tonight. Now, last week I tried to do a lot of trades for you, and so I'm kind of traded out. Uh, So this week I mostly have some streamers for you and then a couple players, uh, a few players that I just want to do a roster check, just make sure they're owned. One of them is even a streamer. So we'll go over that right now. Not much else to talk about. Um, We're getting to that time of year where it just kind of is what it is. You can make some moves, go after the guys you think are going to be good. I talked about the ones I liked last week and that's about it. It comes down to having the players that are playing well and making the right to start decisions. And so it's not uh, as much waivers going on anymore unless it's like, you know, injury or Kalen Blas or something like that. Oh, my goodness. All right. So first of all, who is on by in week 11? It's not this is one of the weeks that kind of got changed up because the Dolphins and the Jets were originally set to have their bye week this week they do not it is just the Bills the Bears the Giants and the Niners so be aware know who you want to get now for quarterback if you for some reason I mean there's not a lot of great quarterbacks other than Josh Allen uh, that is on bye here so I don't know maybe injury but You should probably go get Alex Smith if you think you might need somebody. He, I think, is the best Washington quarterback, and he's finally getting a chance to start now. When I think he's honestly of the three options they had coming into the year, he was the best one. I know they wanted to see what Haskins had, but Alex Smith playing Cincinnati, they give up the uh, seventh most quarterback points and. If these don't match up, by the way, I'm going off of the last five weeks, the previous five weeks or games. Um, So if Cincinnati isn't seventh most points to quarterback for the season, that's why. I'm going last five games. When you get to this part of the season, we're into enough games that that first month doesn't really count. And so we need to be... Up to date with our points against, and I'm trying to do that. For a running back, uh, Lamichael P. Ryan is possibly out there. They are on by this week, uh, week 10. And so in week 11, they play the Chargers, give up the fifth most running back points. He's also a roster check player. He makes sure he's owned. They even said some things about how they want to try and get him more involved. He's looked pretty decent. So just to make sure you stash him now if you think you might have some running backs on by which there's a decent number of running back options that are on by with these teams out wide receivers i'm gonna skip right down i got no other running backs wide receivers las vegas is playing kansas city again now if you remember Uh, The Raiders pulled off the upset last time they played in division, and I kind of like Henry Ruggs, and there's not much of a, you know, a matchup or points against reason here. It's just, I think it's going to be a bit of a big game, and I think Kansas City is most susceptible to kind of a deep middle threat like Ruggs can do, and uh, if he gets... Kind of a deep crossing route, he could take it. I expect it to be maybe not high scoring, but these offenses are really gonna be pushing each other, and so that's why again go for the explosive player. Meanwhile, another big matchup. We have New Orleans at Atlanta, and Marcus Callaway is back in. Didn't get involved much last week, but it was kind of a weird game to begin with, so I'm not gonna read into it much. Atlanta's given up the third most wide receiver points. And on the other side, you have Atlanta. On the Atlanta Falcons, we have Olameda, Zacchaeus. And the Saints are giving up the fourth most uh, points to wide receivers. And so, you know, between one of these, I think they're going to be the uh, kind of unknown name. Not unknown, but you know what I mean, the lesser known wide receiver that's gonna go off for some kind of big plays for tight end you have logan thomas washington's playing cincinnati who gives up in the last five weeks the first number one most tight end points so that's kind of if you have like an alex smith logan thomas duo pairing that would be pretty pretty nice um meanwhile schultz for dallas playing Minnesota, who give up the second most. So these are both kind of forgotten a little bit under the radar guys that I think could give you some solid points if you're you're missing. I'm not sure who you'd be missing for. Obviously, everyone's missing Kittle. Uh, Engram, you could be missing Engram, who's actually been pretty, playing pretty well, and Jimmy Graham. So there's some tight ends that could definitely be missing here. So that will go after these guys. Make sure you have them lined up on defense we have look Miami has been really really solid they have been nice matchups and they're playing well they played Denver so unless and here's the thing like they're playing Don Denver and I think Locke could kind of go off like he has sometimes but at the same time he could also do that while having turnovers and so I think Miami's worth a shot But I kind of sneaky play. I kind of like Washington playing Cincinnati's defense as well. So this is, I know it sounds crazy, but this is the week to stream your Washington players. Imagine starting Alex Smith, Logan Thomas, and the Washington footballs on defense. That would be such a flex if you win with that lineup on somebody. You don't let them live that down if you pull it off. Um. So those are the streamers I've got for you. Meanwhile, like I said, roster check. You want to make sure LaMichael P. Ryan is owned. For tight end, Tyler Higby. Now, Higby's done practically nothing. He's been droppable. i just say to keep an eye on him and maybe stash him. If you have some questions about your regular tight end, just because, I don't know, there's a chance... He could be one of these kind of late season guys who always goes off at the end of a season. And I just think if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Higby, not Everett. At this point, I've kind of given myself up to that. So Everett's had some success in the first half of the season, but he seems to be fading now. I'd give Higby a shot. Also, make sure Alan Lazard is owned. Uh, Make sure he's rostered. He's on the Green Bay Packers came back this past week or maybe he's playing for the first time i should say week 10 so make sure uh he hasn't gotten missed guys i've got a short one for you this week my goodness i i don't have a lot i could go off on my tangent rant about people trying to dunk on robust rb like davis matic uh because they think that you should have been taking wide receivers in the middle rounds, which is, of course, exactly what Robust RB said as well. Um, I don't know. Look, we all knew the optimal strategy in drafting was to pound these running backs. We all knew that there was a decent chance that they were going to get injured. That's why we wanted more of them. So what if you go four rounds of running back at the beginning of the draft, and then you go four or five wide receivers after that? I don't get what the problem is and why you think that's not optimal. I'm picking up Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, right? And I'm waiting on tight end. I'm getting Johnny Smith, that kind of thing. I just don't get why just the difference of whether you took a running back in the third round or a wide receiver in the third round is the difference between zero running back and robust running back. That doesn't make any sense. You're literally making an argument to take running back first because the drop-off in points from the early running backs to the mid-round running backs is far, far more, like a good four points, five points on average, Instead of the wide receivers, the drop off from the second round down to the third, fourth, fifth round is barely a point. Barely a point. Yes, the total points is more. We know this. This wide receivers are going to score more points uh, this season when so many running backs are injured. When you look at it, just averages across the position. But you got to look at per games. You got to look. And there's a lot more to it. And I don't know. A lot of people are trying to say, I think Anthony Amica was brought up as a, an example because he's doing really well in Scott Fishbowl. Meanwhile, my team not doing well in Scott Fishbowl. I, I would argue it's about the players you picked. And I picked Zach Ertz early and that did not go well. So of course, you know, of of course it's not going to look good. Um, meanwhile, my, my Todd Gurley actually is helping me out a good bit. And the, the, the wide receivers that I grabbed in the middle rounds are the ones helping me out. And of course, that's all I grabbed was running back wide receivers in the middle round. But my point is, even though he his teams are doing really well, and I know other teams that are doing really well in Scott Fishbowl, and they went running back early. So really, it comes down to who landed on the magic combination of good players who didn't get hurt i mean really that's what it is this season so if you picked the right running backs that haven't gotten majorly hurt and missed a lot of time then you can do all right for yourself if you have a a dk metcalf right Keenan allen and these guys in the fourth fifth rounds then you're doing well it's it's really as simple as that and i think to try and boil it down to positional averages instead of really just looking at the specific players i think it's missing the point and this is coming from someone who before the season had it all graphed out about average points per position per all round and all this stuff yeah absolutely because before the season we don't have the thing to go on we don't know which players are going to be good but now looking back we can see which ones are the robust running back teams that grabbed early running back and then went wide receiver and then got the same exact late running backs that the zero running back teams were getting are in very likely just as good a situation, if not better, but there's just probably not as many of them because a lot of those teams probably paid up too early for quarterback for tight end. Uh, They maybe went after one wide receiver early, which they can no longer really claim to be robust RB. Maybe that was Michael Thomas and he didn't really work out for him, right? There's too many variables now to try and boil this down to to prop yourself up and say that your strategy was so much better than the other strategy just because you decided to take a wide receiver in the third round instead of a running back. And that's literally the difference. That's the balancing point. That's the balancing point. Is just whether or not you took a running back or a wide receiver in the third, and that's supposedly going to decide whether you had the absolute best strategy or the absolute worst. What you took in the third that's going to decide that. I don't think so. I'm not buying it. All right, there we got shipped to 15 minutes um, of filler. Be sure to follow, subscribe on Twitter at FusionFFB. Uh, we got a couple more of these weeks. And then we got to hit Thanksgiving. And then we're going to move completely over to just like the sit starts. We're not going to just be doing streamers. We're actually going to talk like, you know, normal starters and assuming that you have good teams and talk about players that you'll be debating between flexing or sitting. Uh, obvious players that you're going to want to start just because. They're a big name, but maybe you don't, right? I mean, I would have won a championship one year if I just played Robbie Anderson instead of a beat-up Keenan Allen, right? It's those kind of things that sounded crazy to do, but if you did them, you'd win. And there's signs it's not crazy. There's actual data and information and reasons to do it. We just have to get over our fear. And so those are the kind of things I'm going to be talking about after we get through thanksgiving so i've got at least one more next week tonight here for you i'll try to get more streamers for you more players to make sure you're adding and maybe some more trades next week didn't have any of those this week thanks for listening guys check in uh let me know if there's anything in particular you're looking forward to or would would be helpful from me after that thanksgiving other than what i've already said I'm interested. I'm up for it. Any topic, any conversation, let me know. All right. See you next time.